G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. I did hear about it from some missionary friends, but I, I'd never seen it played. I didn't even know the rules. I just, all I knew was that it was played with a very weird shaped ball. But um, when I came to the United States, obviously, I was inundated with football because this is, this is the passion and heart of America's football. And uh, all my friends were playing, and eventually, a fun sport turned into somewhat of a passion. The story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Eric Scadabo grew up in Wisconsin in the United States and is a lifelong fan of his favourite gridiron team, the Green Bay Packers. So it was a dream come true when he was able to interview a member of the team, Sam Congado, who has a fascinating story. Sam Con grew up in Nigeria and had never heard of gridiron but became interested in the sport when his family emigrated to the United States. Against all odds, Sam Conn was able to become a professional player after trying out for the National Football League, or NFL. Eric was able to catch up with Sam Conn on the phone in the United States just after he had set rookie rushing records for the Packers, becoming an instant celebrity in Eric's home state. But, as we'll hear today, there's a lot more to Sam Conn's story than just playing football. You grew up in Nigeria, is that correct? Yes, sir, I did. Um, I came over here in 1991 with uh, my mom. My dad was in the United States for a year at the time, and I've been here ever since. And what was it like growing up in Nigeria? Um, good question. Uh, a little difficult to answer. I, to me, that I mean, that was the norm. Uh, I didn't think anything special of it, but... When I came to the United States, I think I was very shocked to find out how different things were. Life was, uh, I guess, I mean, we weren't poor, we weren't, uh, well, I didn't think we were, we might have been, <laughs> but things things were just, uh, I don't know, this is just normal. Uh, I didn't think anything special and anything different um, because I knew nothing else and, and Nigeria was just home to me and that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And what were some of the hardest things to get used to moving to the United States? I think the hardest thing for anybody is just the culture, uh, just the, the different way of thinking, the different way of, of responding and living or reacting to, to life in and of itself. And um, obviously in, in Nigeria, I think time is um, it's not so stringent as it is here. Um, people aren't as... I guess people are a little bit more laid back, and and that attitude is very not is, is not very conducive for um, productivity here in the United States. So, but that was one thing that we had to get used to, and also all the things that were available, the material things that were available here in the United States that weren't in Nigeria. So, those are two of the things that I had to get used to. Hmm, so, a, a little faster pace of life in the United States. Yeah, most definitely, I think that's that's excellently summed up. And in Nigeria, is English your native tongue? Mm, English is the official language of the country, but I also speak Hausa, which was 
I'm one of the um, three main trade languages in Africa or in, in Nigeria. So I grew up speaking Hausa and English. And um, when I came to the United States, I did know how to speak English. And did you become a Christian in Nigeria? Um, well, I was told that I became Christian when I was six years old, and that that would have been in Nigeria. But I don't ever remember making that decision for myself. So um, I've always had a fear and respect for the Lord, and uh, my parents have always trained me up in, in righteousness and have always taught me in the ways of Christ. But I, when I look back at my life and I um, say when I became a Christian, that would that would be when I was 12 years old here in the United States. I think I that's when I could say I knew I made that decision. But I've been told I became a Christian when I was six years old, but I don't remember that, so I'll just go with 12. <laughs> okay, and you want to become involved in ministry full-time eventually, is that right? Yes. Um, for the longest time I fought it. It was uh, definitely not something I wanted to do because I, I knew that it would be a hard life. It wouldn't be an easy one. But from from the earliest days, I've always kind of had that uh, prompting or that prodding, and I fought it for so long until I went to college, and the Lord just broke me of that and uh, um, just gave me such a passion for that. And I have a, a desire and a heart for um, for Africa now. I'm not mm-hmm. you know, being that I am from Africa, um, and uh, also along the way I developed a an insatiable desire to become a doctor and I figured that would be an excellent way to um, reach people for the the kingdom because that's uh, there's always uh, physical need and Mm -hmm. people would be very apt to respond to that so yes that is my ultimate desire as a matter of fact I was prepared to uh, go to med school when before this football thing happened so um, when it's all said and done, I still have that desire, and as a matter of fact, I think my desire to go on the mission field as a as a doctor is greater now than it has ever been, hmm. and or has done nothing to deter that. It's only kind of fueled that fire, and uh, this is kind of giving me the tools. It's putting me in a position to, to get all the tools I need to be there as soon as I can. So that's my desire. Mm-hmm. Now tell us about this football thing. You never played football growing up in Nigeria, is that right? No, sir. Um, I've never heard of it. Uh, well, I did hear about it from some missionary um, friends, but I, I'd never seen it played. I didn't even know the rules. I just, all I knew is, it was that it was played with a very weird-shaped ball, <laughs> and that's, that was about it. I didn't even really have an idea what the ball looked like, but I just knew that it was somewhat of a cone. But um, when I came to the United States, obviously, I was inundated with football because this, this is the, the passion and heart of of America's football and uh, all my friends were playing and it wasn't too much longer before I um, of course all my friends were playing so I wanted to join so I, I started playing with them and just in the backyard at church and during recess at school and I figured out that I really liked it and eventually uh, a fun sport turned into somewhat of a passion. Now, when you were playing just for fun back then, did you ever imagine in your wildest dreams that you'd be starting in the NFL? No, no, it was, I dreamed it, um, but I didn't really think it would happen um, because uh, I knew it was going to take an act of God and it just seemed too good to be true. So, no, I, I never would have thought that I'd be where I am right now. And so you played high school football and then on to college 
football, but you never were a starter in college, so it didn't seem like starting in the NFL was a probability, but things seemed to work out. God had a hand in it. Yes, sir. Um, God did have a hand in it, and I think God used my uh, situation and, and um, liberty to really um, form, um, I think, my attitude for the mission field because in high school, it was a great desire of mine to play in the NFL, um, and I did everything I could to put myself in a position to do that. But then when I went to college, coach did not play me very much, and uh, I didn't go to a big school, um, so I went to a smaller school, which would have made it um, even that much more difficult. So I just kind of started thinking to myself, if I wasn't even playing much at a very small school, what chance did I think I was going to have at playing it in the NFL? Well, um, that's when God was really breaking me for the mission field. And hmm. um, I mean, once I surrendered that part of my life to Christ, that didn't change my situation on the on the football field. I still didn't get much playing time um, at my position. But uh, at this point, my focus wasn't so much about making it in the NFL. It was just doing everything I could to put myself in the best possible position to make it to med school so I could get on the mission field as soon as possible. And so the NFL turned from a passion to just a means to paying for med school hmm. to make it to the mission field. And, and so God, in awe of God's timing, I think he orchestrated all these things to just get me where I needed to be to, uh, to serve him most effectively. So, so you tried out for the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, were with their team for a while. And then my home team, the Green Bay Packers, called you. How did that turn out? Um, well, I was with the Chiefs for some time, and uh, for about five months, um, and uh, two months or a month and a half during the season. And due to some political moves, they, I was I was released, and I was home for two weeks. And in my mind, at this point, I still hadn't played in the NFL. I had not taken one preseason snap. I I hadn't played at all. So. Um, I, I thought it was by God's grace that I'd gotten picked up by the Chiefs anyway because I did nothing in college to merit being um, looked at. So when I didn't have my chance there, I didn't think that any other team would uh, would be interested. So I was preparing to to go to medical school, and two weeks after I'd been released, the Green Bay Packers called because uh, they were having some problem. They some players at my position had gotten hurt, and so they they were just calling me up to evaluate me and uh, um, see if I could fill that role. They had no intention of, of keeping me. They just wanted to see if I was capable. Well, um, by God's grace and by God's grace alone, I went up there and, and I did extremely well in, in my testing and in, in my evaluation. And so they decided to keep me and they put me on a on the practice squad, which really which just meant that I didn't play at all. I just helped the team. And uh, as tight as God would have it, um, injuries continue to happen at my position. And because of their need for a running back, they moved me up from just being a practice player to to playing in the games. And once again, by God's grace, that just kind of took off in one thing. And it just kind of had a snowball effect. Wow. And of course, as they say, the rest is history. You went on to set several rookie records for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, sir. And... How has your life changed? Um, that's a, another good question. It's changed um, drastically. Uh, I have, um, well, 
obviously there's there's a little bit more notoriety. I think about people recognize the name a little bit more, and in some ways that's very good um, because there's um, it's, God has really put me in a position to I guess start preparing for the mission field now because um, I am um, <laughs> I my desire at first was really to go somewhere. You know, I remember praying to the Lord that He would send me somewhere where it was very difficult to live, a very hard place to live, and the people that I was around were not familiar with the gospel. And I, I really remember praying that, and I had no idea that the Lord would send me into the NFL. But I think that NFL kind of more than fits the criteria, and because I think that is a excellent place for me to. Um, to, to share the gospel and makes uh, the notoriety a little um, or the pain of dealing with uh, um, the notoriety worth it because it, in some regards uh, it's uh, it's for the sake of the kingdom so mm-hmm. yeah sometimes it gets frustrating but um, I wish that I could just have a normal conversation with some people that I that I know and you know, sometimes I wish we could just talk about other things other than football hmm. but it's uh this is where God has me, so um you know this is a change that i with the help of the spirit i I will make well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. That's some Nigerian Christian music in honor of our guest today, Sam Congado from Nigeria. And as we just heard, Sam Con's story is nothing short of remarkable. To think that he wasn't even a starter for his small university gridiron team, and then for him to go on to become a starter in America's National Football League and set rookie records. It's truly amazing. But as we heard him say, God had a hand in it and has been guiding him all the way. Also, we heard Sam Con say that his original dream was to become a medical missionary and that football was just a means to an end. We'll give you an update on Sam Con's dream at the end of today's program. Next, we'll find out more about Sam Con and his family from Nigeria as Eric Scadabo has a chat with his sister Ruth, who's also involved in ministry. All that and more when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Well, before the break, we heard Eric Scadabo have a chat with Sam Congado from Nigeria, who, against all odds, became a starter on Eric's favourite gridiron team, the Green Bay Packers. However, we also heard that there was a lot more to Sam Con's story than just playing football. His family has a tremendous Christian heritage and has been involved in ministry for many years, going all the way back to Sam Con's grandfather. Next, we're going to learn more about Sam Con and the Gado family from Nigeria, as Eric has a chat with his sister Ruth, who who's also involved in ministry. Joining me on the telephone from Philadelphia is Sam Khan's sister, Ruth Gatto. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you on. And life has kind of changed in the last year or so. Kind of your family is now the center of attention all of a sudden. Yeah, it's been crazy because... 
you know, I'm known Sam. I mean, Sam's my brother, and so I just see him as you know the the kid that always got in trouble, the kid that I'm always trying to keep from getting in trouble, and it's just crazy to see how the Lord just. I, I mean, I, words can't even begin to describe just what the Lord has done in his life, and just to see the impact. So it's it's definitely fun to watch, and like he said. You know, it's surreal at times. It's hmm. really surreal. Wow. So you're Sam Khan's older sister. You're about a year older? Yeah, about 14 months, which I claim with everything that I have because nobody believes me. <laughs> <laughs> no one believes me. So, they look at him, they look at me, and they're like, uh, he must be the oldest. And I'm like, I did not give up my birthright. I did not give up my <laughs> So yeah. your family made this journey from Nigeria to the United States. So that was a lot of change in your life just to begin with. How did that change go? Um, it was rough. It was really rough because, you know, all my life, all I'd known was, was Nigeria. It was the Nigerian way. So when we came to the States, it was just like the Lord just plucked us and landed us in this foreign land. And so it was really rough at the beginning. Um, but I think one thing we really learned was to cling to each other and to really make an investment in each other's lives. So I think God, out of his wisdom, brought us to the States to really pour into each other's lives and to be Christ to each other. And so, I mean, during those times, I think my brother and I really got really close because, you know, when we'd come back from school and it was a rough day, you know, the only person you had to listen to you was your family hmm. because we were going through the same thing. So, it, it was, like I said, it was a rough transition. But, you know, God, out of his wisdom, worked everything out. It's it's what makes us solid now, and I think looking back in hindsight, you know, we have such a strong foundation as a family, you know, first of all, the Lord, and then we have each other, and so even with Sam, you know, getting big, um, it's just, you know, God can use, you know, our family to say, you know, this is what a solid Christian family looks like, and this is what can happen, and this is what the result is of living and growing up in a Christian home, so... It's it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Now you mentioned something about him being in trouble. This is a side of Sam Khan that we haven't heard about. Oh, I have <laughs> stories to tell. I have stories to tell. Sam was a very mischievous boy growing up. I was the one who who would um you know, I always thought before I did anything, Sam just did it. So <laughs> he would just he just he wouldn't think, he would just get in trouble, you know what I mean? Sam was the type where I remember when he was um like six years old, Sam would get up seven o'clock in the morning and just leave. And we wouldn't know where he went for 12 hours. Wow. And then he would show up seven o'clock and he's just been gallivanting all over the place. He went swimming, he's climbing trees. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of times where I had to protect Sam from my dad. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sam was just doing his own thing and not really thinking. Well, obviously but. he's matured over the years. Oh, definitely. It's like, um, I think when he turned around ninth grade, the Lord, it just he just grew up. He matured. And I think he just, at that point, really just started taking his walk seriously just, and everything else that went with that. So, well, it's the good Lord to... does miraculous things. Wow. So if he can transform even Sam Khan, there's hope for anybody. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you could ask his fourth grade teacher. He's got even more stories. <laughs> okay, so what did you think when he started playing football, this American game? 
Well, you know, it's actually funny because I was one of the individuals that convinced my dad to let Sam play. Hmm. Um, I remember um, it was around, I was in seventh and he was in sixth, and he really, really wanted to play, and my dad went home for a couple of months. And so I remember getting on the phone with my dad saying, just let him play. I mean, he loves it, let him play, we'll see what happens. And my dad said, okay. Then from that point, you know, he went through some rough years where, you know, he'd work hard, but, you know, he's not the starter. Somebody else would get the position. And just working with him to, you know, how do you handle that in a in a biblical way and just knowing that God's got you at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. just be patient and be prepared. And so it's just been a joy to see just from the beginning how, you know, this is the way God works, you know. it's He doesn't, you know, just like with... Um, Gideon, he doesn't go with 12,000, you know, he wants 300 men, and you look at Sam's life, and, you know, nothing said he should be playing in the NFL, Mm -hmm. and be starting, and and be on ESPN. If you look back at our life, nothing would say that, but God, out of his wisdom, says, you know what, I'm going to use the lowly, and I'm going to exalt the lowly, so that you know that it is me, and it's awesome to see that, you know, just even in the interviews, I'm encouraged to see how Sam lifts up the name of Christ. He actually says Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he Excellent. says, I'm a Christian, you know what I mean? And he says, God ordered my steps. I know without a shadow of a doubt, he brought me here. Mm-hmm. And as a sister, and seeing him go through the ups and downs, and seeing him cry, and seeing him just wrestle with it, and just trusting with the Lord, I mean, it, it shows that God God keeps his promises, you know. He does reward those who diligently seek him, mm-hmm. you know, even though we know ultimately that salvation, you know, not salvation, but, you know, being in heaven and living with him forever. But he does show us glimpses of that on earth. And that's just, Sam's story is just an example of that, of God showing glimpses of of us persevering and letting endurance have its perfect work and how he rewards us. So it's, it's I mean, his story encourages me as a sister, you know, that God is faithful mm-hmm. and to persevere in my own life in whatever way. Now, let's talk about your life. You're in ministry as well? Yeah, I am. I'm actually, I went to Philadelphia College's Bible, which is Philadelphia Biblical University now. And um, so I graduated with a bachelor's in Bible and in social work. So we're actually, I'm, being, I'm, a, I'm a part of a church plant here in Philadelphia called Epiphany Fellowship, where we're planning a church in North Philadelphia, which is one of the um, least productive areas of Philadelphia. And so... We want to bring, especially for our generation, our generation is lost, and they don't see, you know, how, how can you be, you know, an NFL football star and still love the Lord, or just somebody who just lived for the Lord. And so um, what we're doing is just planning a church that, you know, that shows Christ in every area of our life. That's our motto, to show Christ in every area of our life. And to give them living examples. You know, the beauty about Christ is He was a living example. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so there's a core group of us that get together every Thursday, and then, you know, we have Bible study in the target area just to show the people that we want to be a part of your community. We're not just coming in, you know, mm-hmm. um, thinking that we know everything, but we want to be Christ, and we want to show that to you. Well, it sounds like God is mightily using the Gatto family, both in front of the cameras and behind the scene. Definitely. He gets all, all the glory, all the glory. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. It was an honor. That's Ruth Gatto, Sam Khan's older sister, who is keeping him in line. <laughs> <laughs> 
Once again, that's some Nigerian Christian music in honour of our guests today, Ruth and Sam Congado from Nigeria. As we heard at the beginning of today's program, against all odds, Sam Conn became a professional gridiron player in America's National Football League, or NFL. A truly remarkable story in and of itself. However, it doesn't end there. Sam Conn also shared about his other dream, to become a medical missionary to his home country of Nigeria. Well, these interviews were recorded several years ago, and Sam Conn has long since retired as a professional athlete. And I'm happy to say that he is now... Dr. Sam Congado, and is still pursuing his goal of bringing quality healthcare to Nigeria as part of a ministry. So his dream is still in the process of becoming a reality. Also, his sister Ruth has continued in ministry and has even recorded a gospel music album called Sweet Grace. So both of them are continuing their family's Christian heritage of serving the Lord. Now, where did that heritage come from? Next time, we'll chat with Samcon and Ruth's father, Jeremiah Gardo, who will share his story and how he followed his parents' footsteps into ministry in Nigeria. Also, Jeremiah will share why he brought his family to the United States in the first place. All that and more is coming up next time. But before we end today, I just want to leave you with this verse from the book of James, which really reflects how God has worked in both Samcon and Ruth's lives. Happy are those who remain faithful under trials because when they succeed in passing such a test, they will receive as their reward the life which God has promised to those who love him. Well, until next time, when we'll hear more of Agado's family story, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I just came back from a mission trip. Those of them who knew my dad and knew me as a small boy came forward, you know, I I have a a videotape of uh, their testimonies, each testifying to the fact that they received Jesus Christ through the ministry of my parents. Some of them, we have more than uh, seven to ten of them who are pastors now. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of fruit there. Jeremiah Gardo is from Nigeria and has followed in his parents' footsteps into Christian ministry. His journey has led him to the United States, where he and his wife began ministering to university students from all over the world. Meanwhile, his son unexpectedly became a professional gridiron player. We'll hear the whole story next time. The Story. story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. 